Are you all ready or fresh or how are you all? I like communication, I like smiles on the faces because Bible, Bible says the joy of the Lord is my? You are joyful, then you should smile. Right? Thank you. The title of the message today is Making the Most of Your Walk with God. Making the most of your walk with God. No, no. I'm changing the message, okay. Yeah. Making the most of your walk with God is the title. How many of you want to make the most of your walk with somebody else? Everybody, right? No, God. Leave it, leave it for a minute. We'll not talk about God. If you want to walk with somebody, if you want to live with somebody, you want to make the most of it, right? So what about God then? You have to make the most of it. And I want to tell you, a man can fail, a woman can fail, but God will never fail. Amen? I know in Mumbai, when I lived about 20, 30 years ago, there was a young man, uh, when I was also young, 30 years younger, so he spoke to me and he said that, I'm willing to give my life. I'm willing to give my life. And I looked at him and I said, um, I think there is someone who died for me and I don't think you need to waste your time on that. I don't know where is that person, but what I want to tell you is, people can promise you, that they will walk with you, they will die for you, but they may not always do what they promise. But God will promise and he will fulfill. Amen? God is a God who answers our prayer and a God is a God who do amazing things. And I, I'm here today morning to talk to you something very simple, very simple, where I can communicate and look at your faces and talk rather than bring very doctrinal and theological things. Very simple, right? And my main ministry is revolved around one big thing, that is I teach people and nurture people and I develop people to hear from God directly. Because I believe if you know how to hear from God, then you are through. Amen? Amen? Amen. If you don't know how to hear from God, you always want to go to a prophet and say, is there any word for me? Can you please prophesy? My hair is totally silver. Thank God some hairs are still there. Because I stopped going to a lot of people to pray for. I hear the Holy Spirit directly talking to me. Amen. There was a time when I was running. And I know that God is the best speaker in the world. Amen. In the whole universe. And... God loved communication. How many of you agree with me? God loved communication. And you know what's communication? Take a cell phone and you talk to God. Hi God, how are you? Let's say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thou will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Thank you. I believe that's the prayer many of us know and many of us believe. But I believe God says, our father, when you say, he says, yes, my son, how can I help you? Amen? God says, how can I help you? And you say, yes, dad, I want to talk to you today. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Yes, my son, I know. But what else? You know, he talks to us. 
That's why I love the song. He talks with us. He walks with us along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives. He, I know how he, how he lives is because he lives within my heart. Amen? He lives within my heart and that's the best address we can give. Where is God living? He's not living in Borivili somewhere. He's not living in Canada. He's living in your heart. He has found a dwelling place in your heart. And that heart is supposed to be received, given to the Lord. And he will dwell in your heart. And you know, he will do amazing things. So Lord, God communicates and he loves communication. I don't know how many of you smoke. I never smoked in my life. But think about it. One day I went, to, uh, went for a dinner and I sat with somebody. And he happens to be a good smoker. And... I don't smoke, but after the whole dinner got over, I came home and my wife asked, Hey, did you smoke today? Did you smoke today? I had to look at my wife and said, Do you think I ever smoked? Why did you think today? I didn't smoke, but what was the reason? The smell, the aroma of... Aroma... You know, the aroma that we take is very important. The same way when you go into the presence of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the aroma of the Almighty God keeps coming to you and you must know that aroma is bigger than any other aroma. Amen? In Paris, the people produce the best of the fragrance, but I believe the best of the fragrance is in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we willing to take it from the Lord? God speaks to us even through the word of God. God speaks to us in different ways. We can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. We can hear God speaking to us. There are people who see dreams. By the way, I went to Canada through a dream that I saw in 2006. I've been doing immigration to Canada. I've helped out a lot of people from 1996 May. I've been doing immigration but then came a time I was sleeping, naturally. I saw a dream. And the Lord came and he gave me a prophetic dream. And he showed what exactly will happen. And what should I do? And he showed me what will happen in Canada. Amen? So the dream took me after 10 years. I have sent a lot of people to New Zealand and Australia and Canada. But I never applied. But then came a time in my dream. God came. And thank God, he did that for me. I remember before leaving uh, Canada, leaving for Canada in Mumbai, I gave a message. And I said that I'm not going to Canada because I saw some white man there. I'm not going to Canada because I saw some wealth there. I'm going to Canada because my God Almighty is calling me. Hallelujah. And that was spoken and given to a peop- to a crowd of people who know me personally. It was not easy, but God honored me. God blessed me. You know what I want to tell you today is, are you willing to take simple messages, message from the Holy Spirit? Do you want to be successful in life? Do you want to see the prosperity in the Spirit? Amen? When you prosper in the Spirit, you will see everything else will grow. Amen? Amen. There is nothing greater. I'm going to give you a key to succeed in life. Next time, if God willing, whenever I come to this church, I want to see every one of you saying, Pastor, I thank you. 
And I thank you for the message that I've received from you. And I've seen the growth in my life. Amen? Because I want to see every one of you blessed. Because we need in Mumbai a lot of people going into the marketplace. You know, I always say that we think that church is a place where the word of knowledge comes and the word of wisdom comes and the prophecy comes. But according to me, the prophecy must be in the marketplace. Amen. In the malls, you must prophesy. I have seen, I have prophesied to one person in a, in a, in a restaurant called a Silver uh, Coin here somewhere. In Borivili, I don't know where is that, but my brother took me. And in two minutes, that man came to the Lord. I didn't do anything. I just spoke the word of knowledge to that person. And that man was all there. He, he, enacted, he told me the whole story of his life in that one minute statement what I made. Amen. I'll tell you, we don't have to go to the genealogy and from the Genesis to Revelation to bring a person to the Lord. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's what I want to tell you, that people actually have heard the voice of God. But we must know, we must know, are we able to hear the voice of God? Amen. We must be able to hear. Now, when you want to hear the voice of God, how can you hear the voice of God? You know, my nephew recently asked me, he calls me Bao Chen. He said, Bao Chen, tell me, when did you start hearing the voice of God? That was a good question. I'm sure every one of you would like to hear, right? You know, when did I hear the voice of the God Almighty? I came to the Lord in 89. In February, on 28 February 1989, I came to the Lord. And that was the time when I heard the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And I, gave, I sent him two messages on WhatsApp. And I told, it was in the 1989 that I heard God speaking to me. And those two things came to pass. There was a woman who was going through a cancer, fourth stage cancer. I went as a young, young boy to that house. You know, that was the place where the Bible study takes place. And I went to that place and I said, God, the, there are many people who prayed in this place. There are many people who think that this person is not going to come alive. And God, thank you for healing this woman. And I know that not only you will heal her, but I know that you're going to bless her with a long life. It was when, it was 1989. And I want to tell you, last year I spoke to that family and by the grace of God, that woman is still alive. I think it's about 78 years. Do you know what I want to tell you is if you believe in the Holy Spirit, if you believe in the voice of God, heaven and earth will pass away, but his words shall never pass away. And you must not put him down. You must believe in the voice of the God Almighty. And I want to say that you must be able to see the goodness and mercy, you know, following you all the days of your life. And you will be able to speak the word of God and the voice of God to people around what about you going to the mall and telling, I hear the Holy Spirit talking to me? Recently, I saw a man sitting on a wheelchair and I said, I want to talk to you what the Holy Spirit, can I pray for you? He said, which God? I said, my, name, my God's name is Jesus. And I started talking to him and I told him, this is what exactly you're going through. He said, you're right, you're right. I said, my God is never wrong. Hallelujah. What I want to tell you is, you might make mistakes in the voice of God. You might make mistakes in understanding the voice of God. But my first point is, if you want to be a person who wants to hear the voice of God, be a fool. Are you willing to be a fool? Don't be a smart guy. Don't be ever a smart guy. 
if you want to hear the voice of God. Amen? I was an utter fool. I made blunders in my life. I ended up buying a property in, in uh, Borivili, which actually went through a lot of problems by hearing the voice of God. But years later, God told me, no, 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 it was not a wrong thing. You have done the right thing. I wanted to show you. And he has blessed me with something else. Are you willing to be a fool? How many of you are willing to be a fool? Oh, so raise your hand. Come on, I didn't ask you how many of you want to be a hero. You want to be a fool for God? Be a fool for God. You will hear him. Because he is not looking for educated people. He is not looking for PhDs. He is looking for people who are willing to be that humble person. What is humility, you know? The definition of humility is ability to recognize your inability. Amen? Ability to recognize your inability is humility. And that ability to recognize your inability will make you understand what God wants to do in your life. Hallelujah. So the number one point is you must be willing to be a fool for God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to Acts chapter 2, verse 17. Acts chapter 2, verse 17. Bible says, It shall come to pass in the last days, says God. This passage is from the book of Joel. And it is brought up in Acts of the Apostles. That I will pour out my spirit on pastor. I will pour out my spirit on only elders. All flesh means, is there anybody who is not in flesh here? All flesh, right? All flesh, amen? So all flesh, your sons and daughters shall, shall prophesy. That means, thus says the Lord. Amen? How many of you want to be a prophet? Yeah, let me give you one clue. If you want to be a prophet, stop using sugar-coated words. Hallelujah. If you want to be a prophet, stop using sugar-coated words. You will be a prophet because you want to use the word. Thus says the Lord. Amen. Don't no ambiguity in what God says. He is clear in what he says. It's not I think, it's I believe. Amen. So, here it says, your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. This is in Acts of the Apostles chapter 2. We are in the new covenant. We are in the relationship with Jesus today. The Holy Spirit came into you and me. And we must believe that the Holy Spirit plans to do this. Amen? Hallelujah. So, revelations come through dreams, visions, and through word. And through people, through circumstances, so many things. I want to take you through Judges chapter 6. Interesting passage. It's an interesting passage because Gideon was in the midst of something and he wanted to hear God, right? Let's turn to verse 36. Judges chapter 6, verse 36. 
So Gideon said to God, if you will save if Israel, if, if, do you see that? Old Testament, if you save Israel by my hand, as you have said, look, I shall put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece only, and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you said, right? And it was so, when he rose up early in the morning and squeezed the fleece together, he wrung the dew out of the fleece, a blow full of water, bowl full of water, then Gideon said to God, do not be angry with me. Second time, he heard it. He says, let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece. But on the ground, let there be dew. And God did so that night. It was dry on the fleece only, but there was dew on the ground. Someone said that, you know, fleece, you don't need to look for the fleece today. Amen. The signs, wonders, you are in the sign. You are in the wonder. Amen. You are in the wonder. That's what is very important. When you start looking for signs, Jesus told the people there, what did Jesus say to the people who asked for signs? Do you know anything? Did he give the sign? He said, who is the one who asked for signs? Pharisees. And Jesus told, you must believe. Don't ask for signs. It's God who wants to do things for you. Amen? So in the new covenant, you don't have the election policy and the fleece policy. It's all directly from the Holy Spirit. You spend in the presence of God. Now my main passage is coming right now. First Kings chapter 17, verse 1. Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab. Interesting passage. Do you know something? If you want to take the passage here, 1 Kings chapter 17, there is no mention of Elijah before this passage. And it's interesting, it says, you know, now Elijah the Tishbite, it doesn't say from which family is coming. A man from nowhere. He comes into the picture all of a sudden, a hero comes in. How do you think? You watch movie, all of a sudden the hero comes, right? I remember seeing a movie long ago. There was a movie called Rickshaw Corrin. You know, it's, it's a person who was driving rickshaw and he's the hero. And as soon as he came, there was a lot of clap. Hero came and standing with the rickshaw, everybody started clapping because he's a hero. And here, Elijah the Tishpite, that's all you know about him. And he comes as a hero. And look at his dialogue here. As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years, except at, except that, my word. Can we all say my word? That means my word talks about a lot. I have the authority 
Because Jesus told, all authority is given unto you by your Father in heaven. Amen? When you speak with the authority, there shall be demons that will move out of this city. Amen? You will see healings taking place in the name of Jesus. You will see deliverances taking place in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There is an authority that God has given. And Elijah is using the authority. If you want to turn to the earlier chapters later on, you will find out the situation was very bad during the time when Elijah was talking about it. There were lots of things that were going on in the country, in the place where the prophet was raised up. The same comes here. We need Jesus Christ in this place. Amen? We need, this is the hour, we are praying for the nation and we are praying for the whole world today. And we need miracles and we need people who will rise up. Amen. Hallelujah. And I pray as I preach right now that there will be a lot of people who will rise up in this church. Who will stand up and say, I believe in the power of God. And I know this shall come to pass. Amen. And I pray that people will go into the royal places and in the families and say that I believe in Jesus. This is what God says to me. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, First Kings chapter 17, then what it says later on. Look at the next verse. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. The word of the Lord came to Elijah. I want to tell you something. If you want to give the title to this verse 2 and 3, I will give you a title. Exodus before Revelation. Are you willing to take that? Exodus before Revelation. You want to have a revelation? You need to have an Exodus. Exodus is talking about going out. Abraham Received an exodus. Go therefore to the land I am going to show you. Exodus before a revelation. Exodus before a blessing. Here the Bible says the word of the Lord came to Elijah. What is the God Almighty saying? Look at that next one. Get away from here. And turn eastward. And hide by the brook Cherith. Good. Very good. Right? The word of the Lord came to Elijah. Hide. We sang the song, Hide me now Under your knees Cover me Isn't it? Good. But do you know one thing? God takes you through that hiding place. Bible says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the almighty and psalm 84 verse 1 says how how lovely who said that yeah good i want i want to see how lovely is thy that means you've gone there do you know where i'm living no have you ever seen my house anybody has seen my house <laughs> one person okay anybody anybody has seen my house nobody can you say how lovely is your house you cannot you cannot. But if you have gone to pastor's house, you say, wow, pastor, your house is very good. Right? How lovely is thy dwelling place, O Lord my God. 
My soul yearns and longs and pants for you. And that passage says, he goes from strength to strength. And that's the passage where it says, you know what? Uh, he will not withhold any good things from those whose walk is blameless. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, are you in the dwelling place of God? The hiding place of God. The hide in the, you know, Kerith Rabin, Rabin uh, east of the Jordan. When you look at this, it's a hiding place. Now, I want to take some time on this part. When you're talking about the hiding place, why do you think you need a hiding place? When do you hide normally? I grew up as a kid. I'm sure you all were kids once upon a time, right? I grew up as a kid once. And what, you know, what I was doing was, whenever my dad used to come and hit me, I used to hide behind my mom. Yeah? Have you seen that happening? You've done that, right? You hide behind your mom. The same way, whenever anybody wants to do something against you, you hide behind your father. Hallelujah. Hide me now under your wings. You know, cover me now. I need your protection. I need your care. I need your provision. I need your blessings, right? But the most important thing is, when you're hiding unknowingly, you know, I play cricket quite a lot, and I used to watch cricket a lot. And in the cricket, you know, Apostle Paul probably did not play cricket. You know? And... When Paul was writing, he said something like this. Our fight is not against the flesh and blood. That means my fight is not against the bowler who comes and bowls at me at 140 kilometers. It's not against the flesh and blood, but against the powers of darkness. That means when a bouncer comes at you, when, when you are having a yorker that comes at you, you don't know how the enemy is throwing at you. You don't know whether it is a yorker, whether you don't know whether it's a bouncer. And the only thing what you need is the spiritual eyes to see the ball that's coming at you, but you need a spiritual eyes to see the darkness that is gazing at you. Amen? When you are in that sort of a situation... You need to understand that's the hiding place where you spend in the presence of the Almighty God. I want to tell you, I have gone through a lot of troubles in my life. You know, there were times when people challenged me, I'm going to destroy you within 48 hours. And I was wondering, what will I do? How would I go through this? I went back to the presence of God and I asked someone to pray for me. And three times in 24 hours, I heard the Holy Spirit talking to me. The story of King Jehoshaphat. Stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm. And I stood firm. I am sure 48 hours got over. It is more than 14 years, 15 years now. Nothing has happened. I'm still alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What I wanted to tell you is, what did I do that time was? I got into the presence of the Lord Almighty. I was hiding in the presence of God. Because the enemy wages war against you. That's the Bible saying in Psalm 27. It says, when enemies wage war against you, one thing I ask of the Lord. This is what I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, right? To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. 
to seek him in his temple. I just want to behold the beauty of the Lord. I'm not bothered about what's going on. I'm not bothered about who is against me. I'm not bothered about the words that the people have spoken. I'm not bothered about the negative words, but I'm bothered about who is in front of me. I'm about I'm bothered about the beauty of the Lord. I'm bothered about the glory of the Lord who is in front of me. Amen. And when you are in the presence of God, the glory of the Lord Almighty, everything will melt in the name of Jesus. Mountains shall melt like wax when you go into the presence of God. Amen. So what I did, I went into the presence of God and started crying. I started praising the Lord. I am a, I'm a tongue-speaking fanatic. I pray in tongues for hours. I pray in tongues for hours and you know when you pray in tongues people don't understand the power of the prayer in tongues because the Bible says you know when a man speaks he is not speaking to man prays he's not speaking to man but he's praying to God hallelujah hallelujah he doesn't need to know Hindi he doesn't need to know any language he needs to know that you are praying in the spirit that the angelic language you may not know what you're praying, but you're praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. You know, when you go into the hiding place, visualize Elijah here. What do you think he would have been doing? Two things. One is worship. Amen. He would have been singing some wonderful songs there. You know, he would have, seen, he would have been saying probably, you know what, better, better is one day in your course, thousand, better than thousand. Isn't it? That's what those songs is there. And he would have said, then sings my soul. Yeah, good songs. And he would have been praying in tongues, those. You know, what I want to tell you is, are you a prayer, prayer person? Are you a person who prays in tongues? Are you a person who wants to, you know, get what you want? Amen? You need to be a person who will fight and get it. I'm not saying everything, but you must get if the enemy is trying to take it from you, no, I don't think ever Virat Kohli will give up the match. He will try to fight till the last ball, right? You are a spiritual person and you need to fight. Hallelujah. There was a guy who told me, pastor rather, he prayed and he said, brother, I see you are praying and I saw that there is a serpent like this and gazing at you. What do you think I should do? Prophecy. I saw you praying and in front of you there's a serpent like this. I said, oh, is it so? I went back home, put off the light and I told, thank you that you are there in front of me. And I want to show you something. What I'm going to show you is how you will go without even me looking at you. Amen? I started praying in tongues. You know what I'm, I'm saying is I started praying in tongues and I started praying in the spirit. You know what? I don't know whether the serpent went or not. I only know I enjoyed the presence of God. Amen? Absence of light is darkness. Amen? This room is with the light here. Only because somebody put on the light. Amen? 
when you think of enemy that's the time you have to think of the light put on the light simple work are you willing to do that put on the light put on the light and you will see the amazing glory of god apostle paul do you know what time he met jesus anybody can say what was the approximate time afternoon yeah yeah afternoon right now why do you think bible mentions apostle paul met jesus in the afternoon and why is it so significant when you look at it you know the bible says that in the afternoon when paul was going to damascus he saw the light of jesus and that light blinded paul the scorching middle east i was there for some time for 26 years you know man and that place 12 o'clock means it is top scorching heat the sun is at the peak at that moment the bible says there was a light that is brighter than that sun amen that sun can take care of any other suns amen hallelujah the creator can take care of the creations and we need to understand one thing when you go into that phase where you worship god where you praise god the bible says you know that there was word of the lord and bible says i have directed the ravens to supply you with food there praising the lord how many how many of you would like to get out of this place i am sure i would not you know why because ravens come in the morning you don't have to cook according to me the pizza delivery and all those deliveries came up because of this passage because that was the first place you know bible has given a lot of feedback and clues to the secular world to do business butters would say probably their slogan is so and so but i would say probably butter would have taken some of the slogans like i will not fit uh, let your foot slip and the butter companies would have said man shall not live by bread alone but you need butter also <laughs> yeah so my point here is there are so many things here the delivery person the first time in the bible is pizza delivery guy from god he said a gps you talk about a gps who invented gps god god's positioning system amen and the ravens were fitted with a gps who invented the driverless car we are talking about driverless car the remote car who invented god ravens fitted with gps going like this going to elijah near to the brook and giving him the food and going back again next day another raven come and give the food you are understanding my point that is the power of the presence of god hallelujah god will provide you in every situation of your life is there anyone who can say that i believed in god and never got anything like food to eat god provides at least something to eat he will send people he will send money he will send things to you 
I went to Canada. I heard from God. I didn't have money much. But I don't know what math did I have. My wife is a math teacher. And I don't know what math we had. Only one math we had. God will take care. And when we went there, we let, went with a few dollars. That's $10,000 because we had to give to our daughter for education. God took care. Because I went there. Within a month, my God gave a job to my daughter. She didn't have to go to her college to study because she, it was an intern. My whole point is, did I look at the story? No. He had a story. That's why I love the song. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the days. That's the song which I want to sing. My God is, God is taking care of me. Amen. He changes the calculations. Lotus 1, 2, 3 was the earlier version of Excel. Excel is the latest version. But before all of them, God invented the best of the Lotus 1, 2, 3 and Excel. That was the math that he had. He makes the calculations bigger than, better than you and me. He knows ahead of you. Who is the best chess master? You know the best chess master in the world? I heard that Kaspersky... Uh, uh, huh? Kasparov. He is... Kaspersky is the antivirus, sorry. Kaspar- <laughs> <laughs> so, what I'm trying to say is that person, chess master, I heard he goes up to 34th move or 35th move and yet one of them lose. But... God never lose. Why? He is a grandmaster. Hallelujah. Grandmaster, he knows the nth move. And you only can see 34th move or 35th move. But God knows where and how you would be. Amen. You know what I want to tell you is, can we not go into this God's presence and say, God, I want to be led. I want the ravens to come. I don't need to cook anything at home. God, please send me. I believe in you. I trust in you. It's so tiring after work, coming from work the whole day, catching the train and look, traveling in the local train and tired. And, you know, after that, I come home and I have to cook God. I believe in the God of Elijah. Can you please provide me? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So God provides. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, what I want to tell you is, the ravens provided, we know the story. Ravens came to the house of Elijah. But then, there was a time for Elijah. The book brook dried. Because God knows, as we were all happy. Pizza, every day, afternoon, what? No tension. No, my son, and no, my daughter. You are not called to cook and eat every day. You are supposed to go and give to somebody. Amen? You, you know, we always want to be a consumer. But God wants to make us producer. Hallelujah? From a consumer to a producer. Elijah was a consumer every day consuming the food that the ravens gave. Now God says in the next part, Word of the Lord came to Elijah. Ah, yeah, you were a consumer, but now I want you to be a producer. Hallelujah. What do you think of it, sister? Wonderful, right? God wants us to be a producer. 
and he sends Elijah into the house of a widow where interestingly there is no food available. Yeah. It's interesting, right? He had food every day. Ravens coming home. Now he doesn't have anything. Here is a house after serving pastors so many years. Don't you think we need at least a little promotion? We need promotion. You want to remain in, you want a private jet. Yeah. We need those things. We want to stay in five-star hotels, those things. But the Bible truly says, God sent Elijah to a place where there was need. Amen. You know why that was happening? I'll tell you. When you were worshipping God, when you were praising God, you were becoming a producer. Hallelujah. You're becoming a producer. Producer. You know the man who went to Canada with $10,000 who thought what would happen if I don't get a job? People say don't, you don't get a job in Canada easily. I'm not uh, putting, a, putting a bad name over the country, but I want to say that you don't get a job in Canada. You, you need experience, Canadian experience to get a job and all. By God's grace, I want to say, none of us worked in Tim Hortons or McDonald's. None of us had to work. God took care of all of us. My eldest daughter works for IBM. The second daughter works as an accountant. My son-in-law got a job as he came from India to Canada. With a job he came. And my wife is a teacher even today. I am still doing what I wanted to do. I am a pastor. I am also an immigration consultant. I am also doing so many things. What I wanted to say, when you are in the presence of God, you become a producer. As I mentioned in the earlier service, if you are soaring in the spirit and that is not blessing you, there is something wrong in you. Amen. You cannot remain and praise God and worship forever. Your worship must bring praise. Hallelujah. Your worship must break the chains. Paul and Silas worshipped. The chains were broken. Earthquake came. Amen. So what I wanted to tell you is, when you go into the next level, that can only happen when you are a prayer person. You know that prayer in the inner room, when my kids were growing up, my daughter is uh, 26 plus now, and when those two daughters were growing up, I used to go to their rooms, my baby. You know, I go to their rooms, just like your age, I used to go in their inner rooms and pray for them. And they were sleeping and I used to lay hands on them and pray and sing. What time? 2 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock. Why? Because the powers of darkness are at work. Amen? I used to pray for them, praying in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in tongues, preparing them, preparing them spiritually, covering them spiritually. You know what happened years later today? We all of us, five of us, my wife, my two daughters, my son-in-law, we all go to the same church. My son-in-law worships. He is a good musician. My daughters take care of the music. My wife takes care of the Sunday school and things like that. My point is, we go together. Hallelujah. We grow together. We grow together. We go together. We worship together. We pray together. We believe in everything together. 
That's what I want to tell you. When you start praying, when you start worshipping God in that inner room, you will start hearing the voice of God. You will start telling. You know, when uh, uh, most of the people believe in dating and things like that, I'm not saying yes or no for that. That's a different point. I was looking for someone for my daughter, a life partner. We looked at so many. And I said, God, I only need one boy. <laughs> yeah. I cannot have too many proposals. It's so difficult for me to keep looking at all the boys. And I said, God, close all the other applications and let that one boy call. One boy for my daughter. Two months, there was no call. Then came a call. Then came a call. And that call came. The boy became a good friend of mine. I don't think many father-in-laws can boast about the number of messages we had before the wedding. Full of messages. Full of messages. We used to chat. And I told my wife, even before my daughter saw my son-in-law, or they saw each other, I told Susan, I want to let you know something. This is the boy who is going to come into our family. Amen. And that boy came in our family. What I wanted to share with you is, did you expect a th- you know, doctrinal statements and things like that today? You know, you know those uh, big, big theology. Did you expect revelation? The dragons and the wagons those triple six. <laughs> My point is, I wanted to communicate with you. Are, you. are you getting? Communicate with you. Because what I need is not to send you, go from here showing you who is triple six. No. No. I wanted to tell you who is my biggest six. Amen? Hallelujah. He is the biggest of all sixes. Amen? He is a big God, awesome God. He is an amazing God and He does amazing things. So what I wanted you to ask you is, how many of you want to hear the voice of God? Those who don't hear the voice of God, I want you to stand up, if possible. Those who want to hear the voice of God, can you, can you stand up? Now, many have stood up. I have another question. Now, you can stand up. If you don't think, you can sit down. How many of you want to agree today that from tonight, tonight, you are going to spend at least half an hour if you're not spending in the presence of God? Amen? In 2002, there was one man who asked me, you know what did he ask me? Brother, how many hours do you pray? And I looked at him. I didn't know how to say that. I looked at him and he said, one hour? Actually, it was not one hour because I was taking the Bible reading, meditation, praying and everything. I looked at him and I said, one hour. I came home. The Holy Spirit told me like this. He said, oh, you know. You know that. You have to spend one hour. What stops you from doing that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know you have to spend one hour. What stops you from doing that? You know what? I started praying in tongues. 
I prayed for eight hours in a day, nine hours in tongues. I was sitting alone in the room and prayed in tongues and tongues and tongues and tongues and tongues. I will tell you, when you pray in tongues, what happens is you're building your body. Which body? Not your body. If that is the case, my body would be different. Okay? You will not be edified with that. What I wanted to tell you, you're building your spiritual body. Your inner man is being built. Amen? You want to build your inner man who is a winner man. Hallelujah. Your inner man can be a winner man. And that winner man can win every situation. Because he, he you know, when, when you look at Genesis chapter 4, it says, Cain, I know you have a problem. Sin is crouching at your door. You must master over it. Amen. That is what God wants. The soulish part must be under the subject of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Crush every soulish thoughts. Crush every soulish, you know, minds in you. And all those things, emotional things, crush it in the name of Jesus and say, God, I want to give my spiritual life to you, spiritual body to you. Oh God, I know that I am supposed to be naturally supernatural. I want to hear you speaking to me. And I want, I want to promise you through the word of God. Because the Bible says, my sheep. Is there anybody who is not a sheep here? You are a sheep, then you must hear. You must hear. Are you with me? You must hear. You must. It is, don't ask for God's will, whether you should hear the voice of God. The Bible says you must. You will. You have to. And because God wants to guide you. Amen? God wants to guide you. God wants to bless you. Amen? So can we all come into the presence of God? I want, I want you to pray in, pray in the way you can for a minute. Do you want to pray that way? Can we all pray together? In whichever way you want. Just pray and I will conclude with a prayer later on. I want to tell you the voice of God should be your motive. What for is to guide you. Amen. You know there's a verse in Isaiah chapter 30. It says, even though. You want to see that verse? Isaiah chapter 30 verse 20. It says, though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction. Yet, can we all say, say yes? Yet, yet, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Amen? This is the way. Walk in it. Wonderful, isn't it? Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left you will also defile the covering of your images of silver and the ornament of your molded images of gold. You will throw them away as an unclean thing. You will say to them, get away. Then promise comes. Then he will give the rain for your seed with which you sow the ground, the bread of the increase of the earth. It will be fat and plentiful. In that day, your cattle will feed in large pastures. How? Amazing. Promise is given. The method is given. Are you willing to do that? Promise. How many of you want to really promise? It's not to me. I'm not going to come again next Sunday. I will be in Canada. But your God is going to be here. Amen? 
So if you are promising in the presence of God, just say to yourself, God, I want to pray from today onwards. Today onwards, my life is a prayer is my lifestyle. Prayer is my lifestyle. Because Jesus was a person who was praying all the time. And the disciples came and asked, how are you praying? How is your ministry so successful? Can you teach us how to pray? Your lifestyle should be prayer. Amen. It should be a habit. Walking in prayer. Talking in prayer. Living in prayer. Singing in prayer. Everything do in prayer. Amen. So those who want to pray. Can just pray. I mean I'm not saying loudly. Just pray to yourself or whichever way you want. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. And those who want to pray in tongues can pray in tongues. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is talking to me something. And he is telling that there are people in this hall right now who is yearning for this gift of hearing from God. Yearning for this gift from God, the hearing of the voice of God. And the Holy Spirit is promising that it will be given to you. It will be granted to you because it's his heart's desire to bless you. It's his heart's desire to see that he speaks to you and you hear his voice. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and praise you. Father, we thank you for each and every one of us today. We thank you for ministering to us, O God, Father. We thank you for your voice. We thank you for your word. God, Father, we know that Elijah walked with you. He heard the word of the Lord came to Elijah. And the Bible says he did what was spoken to him. God, Father, I pray that everyone who is stood here, standing here today morning, they will be able to hear the voice of God and do what you have spoken to them. They will not go back to check whether it is right or wrong. They will not go and ask for a sign. They will not ask for anything, but they will walk like a crazy person of God, walking in accordance with the divine will of God. Father, I pray that you will bless them, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, whenever I come back to this church, I pray, Father, that this church will be full of people who will say, Pastor, I heard the voice of God. I heard the voice of God. I am a prayer warrior right now. I am a person who is a tongue-speaking fanatic, and I pray in the Holy Spirit right now. Oh God, Jesus, bless everyone. In Jesus' precious name, we pray.